Run it up. This is another brand new episode of the Run It Up podcast. Run it up. We going in on everything sports, pop culture, and everything in the world of hip hop. Let's go. This is the Run It Up podcast with Najee Adams. What is up, everybody, and welcome back to Run It Up Podcast here on the Rise Network. I'm your host, Najee Adams, and today we got with me my boy, my co-hostess with the mostest, you feel me, Mr. Justice Gregory. We are back. Um, yeah, this this is going to be like a pretty smooth little episode. Are we going to talk about the finals right now? The Warriors currently have a 3-2 lead over the Boston Celtics. Uh, game six is the day you're hearing this, because you finna hear this on Thursday, so game six is tonight for you. Uh, for us, it's tomorrow. Um, yes, yeah, so we're going to get into, like, what we've been seeing in the finals, what we think, if it, who we think is going to win these next two games, uh, and then just kind of talk about some NBA rumors, some offseason stuff, and just give our opinions on that. But um, before we do that, as y'all know, we got to get into Song of the Week. So, Justice, go ahead, tell me. You already said, see – Typically, I don't know what the fuck Justice Song of the Week is going to be, but he sent it to me like two days ago, and I listened to it, and it's hard. So go ahead and tell the people what your Song of the Week is, bro. All right, so my Song of the Week is by this dude named Nate Husser, H-U-S-S-E-R, and the name of the song is Dwayne Carter Flow. And I'm telling y'all, bro, <laughs> it sounds just like Lil Wayne. It is crazy. I swear to God, bro, when I didn't realize what the name of the song was, I just pressed play. And like I was like, oh, this is you have like a Wayne feature. It, did you send me a little Wayne song? Like it dead, like the cadence that he raps in is all Wayne. Like it's crazy. Love it, bro. He's so cold. Yeah, so y'all finna hear that right now. So I got me, only I stop me. Call my own shots and I'm up in the shotty. Get to the money, for the shotty. Only run from the federally. Y'all already know it. By what I be, I'm from the dark, but I'm shiny. Yeah, I felt like a million when I had a thousand. Could give a single what they think about me. All that I'm thinking about is what I'm counting. Yeah, fuck, I'm grabbing in the net. We're popping out, but I ain't blow yet. Boom, so we are back. See, I wanted to pick a Rod Wave song for my song of the week, but he didn't drop his album because I thought it was going to drop last Friday. Didn't happen. Maybe it'll drop this Friday. Who knows? But instead, I'm going to pick another, like, song in that genre uh it's by scory it's called oo just o-h-o-h and uh it's kind of hard and so y'all finna hear that right now And so, yeah, we are back. Hope y'all enjoyed the song of the weeks. As per usual, it'll be in the little description below if you want to check them out. Uh, so, yeah, we can just go ahead and get into the finals, bro. What have what have you, like, how's the NBA finals been for you so far? We're five games deep. Hold up. But before we get to the finals, I got to ask you a question I meant to text you about today, oh, actually. Oh, no. This is not. He's going off script. What? No, 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 no. Okay. How do you feel about reps? Sneaker reps? What do you? Oh, oh, like, like fakes? Yeah, replicas. Uh, for me, I feel like all right. So the way I feel about all stuff like that is, if I can't afford the real one, then I just shouldn't have it. <laughs> you feel me? Okay, like, but okay, but here's my thing. And I say this because I used to be a sneakerhead. I sold my collection after college. Yeah, you're a sneakerhead. Yeah, you do this. So listen, I was a sneakerhead. Sold my collection after college. Made a nice little bit of money off of it. Not gonna lie to you. If any of y'all got the Rising Sun 12s in your connection, let me know. Because I was a white man in a white town rock. But anyways, so um, Fuck you. Yeah, I sold them, made a, made a good bag off of them, too. Anyways, so I've, I've done all that. I know what shoes I like. See, to me, I'm not going to lie, I bought two pairs of reps today. All right, what what would you buy, though? Wait, for how much? Um, The Dunk Lows um the bones which is actually a female colorway they had mm -hmm. it in men's sizes i need some um, more dunks i only got the pandas the black and white the, shirts. i say i'm not into sneakers no more but i just uh -huh. like i need i need like a couple so i got those and i got the the sean witherspoons those the colorful the colorful air maxes 
Oh, you got those are so hard, bro. But like I they're, had they're mad expensive. They're mad expensive. Okay, but I had those. Like you had like, the the reels. Like yes, had- I had the reels. I had the reels. I wore them so much because I'm not with this store your sneakers never wear them thing. I wore them so much I wore them out. I'm not gonna pay for another pair of those. How much they go for right now? Ah, I, don't even, I bet a, they go. A, I bet they go for three bands. Well, StockX has been like pretty shitty as of recently. Like they be selling fakes low key, but that's just what I'm gonna go to for now to check. Hold on, Sean Weatherspoon. Oh, it's like Wotherspoon. It's not even. Yeah, Wotherspoon. It's Wotherspoon. Yeah. yeah. Um, I'm trying to find it. It says, uh, I bet I got it. What size are you? I'm a 12. Oh, God damn. All right. So it would be a cool. How much did you pay for yours? Today? Yeah. 150. Yeah, it's a cool 1,546. There you go. <laughs> so, but here's my thing. If I what, buy the, What is that? It, 10 times the price? Exactly. <laughs> So if I wear these reps, but I don't flaunt them on media, like I'm not like posting them, like just like taking a picture of my shoes and posting them, be like, oh, he today, like I feel like that's okay for me. See, but, it's I feel that way too. Like if you're if you're flexing fakes, I feel like we have a problem. <laughs> you know? But they will be in some Instagram pictures. Like they're gonna be like in part of some fits that I'll post. I'm not gonna like visually be like, look at my shoes today. Yeah, no, like if you. I think that's fine. I think that the the problem comes where you be like, if someone's like kicks it a day and it's yeah. like and it's like fakes, you feel me? Like yeah. at that point, like you're trying, like you're putting it on your story, wanting people to think you have bread. Like for me, I feel like if, like I said, if I can't afford it, then I just shouldn't have it. You feel me? Like I just for me. So like the way that I got started in the sneaker game, bro, I was mom like my parent like we was well off, but like my parents just didn't know about shoes. You feel me? So like when. I was in high school, my freshman year of high school, like my parents just had me wearing whatever the fuck, like, and I didn't know about shoes either. So like, they just bought whatever they thought was cool. Mm-hmm. Obviously, like, that's not how the sneaker game goes. So I was wearing these Nike 6.0s and it was field day. And, and I went to Holy Cross High School and I was a freshman. So I don't know, how was I, 13, 14, some shit like that. And so these like juniors or seniors came up to me and was like, yo, bro, I really like your shoes. And I was like, oh, thanks. And then they walked away and started laughing at me, bro. And I was like, ah, and I was so embarrassed, bro. And I promise you, ever since that day, nobody ever said that to me again. You remember? I went home and I was like, yeah, so my shit started out of bullying. Yeah, whoever, I don't even know who those was. Fuck them. But whoever that was, bro, they created a monster. You remember? Because now I just buy what I want. So that's how I got started. In it. So for me, in the back of my head, I'm like, I'm never going to be caught wearing fakes just in case because that shit was low key traumatic. You know what I mean? But, so but now, reps are so good these days, bro. Like they do I know you so could barely well. tell. And no one's going to be at your feet like, oh, my God, can I see if the insole is? You, but, you know? I know. Yeah, somebody going to come up to me and sniff my shoe, please. <laughs> exactly. I'll make fun of you, brother. <laughs> but listen, listen, I don't know who bullied you like that. If I ever see him. It's up. <laughs> I don't it's even up. know who it was either, bro. I don't even know who it was either. They graduated three years before me. That's lame, though. Lame as fuck. Coming to a little freshman, like, bro, go, go do something with your That's life, tough, bro. dude. That sucks. Anyways, I had to get that off my chest because I know you wear sneakers and I formerly wore sneakers, so I wanted to see where your head was at with it. But. Nah, yeah. That's how I feel about reps. I don't, I don't have a problem with people wearing them. I just try and keep to the, like, if I can't afford it, then fuck it. I'm just get some other And stuff. I don't want to seem broke. I can afford it. Yeah, yeah. Talk your shit. Yeah, talk your shit. Yeah, yeah I'm not. If y'all yeah. want to check, if y'all want to check the accounts, let me know. Yeah. But anyways. <laughs> no, you no, but anyways, I can, I can afford it, but it's like, I can't reason it. Because, you yeah, know, I, I, got a, you. I got baby on the way. I just bought baby a house. On the way. Yes, sir. Just bought a Yeah, talk your, bro, talk your shit. You married, 24 years old, married, baby on the way, got a house. My son's living lavish. Yeah, I can find my house on, on Zillow, whatever you exactly. want to do. Exactly. You, you want to see check. how much he closed for. You can check out that. Nah, it's in Kentucky. It's cheap, but you could check out the interior. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, back to the finals. Yeah. How you been? Um, I, I saw some people were saying like the last year's finals was way more exciting. I don't know how I feel about that, but how you been feeling about the finals so far, bro? I just love basketball so much, bro. And I've not missed a second of these finals. Not one second have I not looked at. Um yeah, I see you've been live tweeting this shit. Go follow my son. I do tweet very often. Um, usually just whatever comes to my brain. I just type it out, send it. I don't really care about the likes and the retweets, but if you want to throw me one, I take it. Exactly. <laughs> but um, I just, for me, it's been so fun to watch Steph Curry play basketball without me being like, because, you know, I'm a LeBron. Like, I, I'm not, LeBron's not my favorite player ever, but I am a believer he's the GOAT. So, like, 
I, now I don't have to sit there and safeguard him every time he loses a game to the Warriors. So, like, I can just appreciate Steph, who I have officially come to the conclusion is the most fun player to watch. Even if he's off, he's the most fun player to watch. The way he moves, his shot selection. And if you're just, like, a basketball enthusiast and you see the way he finishes around the rim, like, the different – the amount of natural touch he has, which is more than anybody in NBA history, him and Kyrie have more touch than anybody ever, is absolutely stupid. So, I, and I just, I've thoroughly enjoyed watching him. I'm an Andrew Wiggins stan. And I went on record on Twitter and said he literally might be my favorite player in the NBA. That's nuts. Go on now. <laughs> He's better than D'Angelo Russell. That's a promise. I mean, hey, way. my favorite player is John Morant. So, I don't know what you're going to say and now. He, but John, but D'Lo was my favorite player. Yeah, D'Lo. Too. D'Lo right, was my so, favorite player up until about a month ago. Yeah, but your favorite player is lame on Twitter. So, nah, my boy is amazing on Twitter. He's the best follow in the NBA. No, he's annoying. But, anyways, <laughs> in general, um, it's been disappointing in a sense because I've been on the page of saying for years that I think in the future it would be Tatum over Luca because I feel like Tatum's got the defensive upside. Um, I think if it, I, he's the better shooter, I think efficiently he could figure it out. The thing that's always been a flaw in his game is one finishing with his left and then just finishing in general. He gets to the angles and it's this series has become an issue. Um, I mean, my boy is 6'10, playing against a team that's not starting anybody over 6'9 and is shooting 30% from two. And that is the most disappointing thing. Jalen Brown chucking an L last game was terrible for me. Derek White randomly deciding after game two because he got benched in game three and he was just like, Ah, now I'm not confident anymore. It was mm-hmm. like the same Derek White we saw at the beginning of the playoffs. And it's 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 sad to me that I feel like I feel like the series is over, even though Boston has been resilient. Uh, in general, I've been disappointed by a lot of performances, but I've also enjoyed just watching NBA Finals basketball and not worrying about the the Lakers. So no, yeah, that's what I said last time. Not like I said, I wish they was in here more than anything, but like just being able to watch and like for my job specifically, I feel like I'm so much more tapped in than I would be because like having to watch every like whereas like on a regular night where I wasn't working at FanDuel, I'd just be like, I like the finals is on, but like I'm just gonna do something else. Whereas like now for my, I literally have to watch every game and put out memes and jokes and shit. So like I feel like I'm like locked in. You feel me? Yeah. Um, it's been. I, I didn't, I'm going to keep it a buck. I didn't watch that much of last year's finals, bro. Like I was like, just like the Bucks and the Suns just didn't really appeal to me. No, I loved it. (laughs) And so I was like, so for me, I don't find this finals boring at all. I don't know what, where that's coming from, from some people. We got what? How much does Steph have in game four? Like 46, 40. 47, some crazy shit like that. I think it was just 40, that. right? Wasn't it just um, 40? Was it 40? Uh, it was one of like the best finals games in terms of like efficiency and all that. It was crazy. Um, we get to see Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown, like yeah, like new faces on the biggest stage in basketball. I feel like I, as, as much as I love Braun, as much as I love that, like, I'm tired of seeing Braun and like not tired because he's on my team, but like it's good to see a new face, a For new sure. team, a younger team in the finals. You feel me? Like if we would have got Luca versus Tatum, that would have been crazy. Like that, like a new generation type of superstar. Um, and so yeah, I've I've enjoyed the finals. For me, uh, I've said from the beginning, I think Warriors and six, and I'm sticking to that. I think the Celtics don't win another game. <laughs> Last game was the the first game that they lost after like like the first back-to-back games they lost in the in the postseason. Um, and yeah, I think what what game was it? Game four? I think game four was their game. And then Steph Curry kind of took that over. Game three was a tough one for them. Like they've had chances to close and it just they just haven't been able to. And so I feel like eventually your your mental stability just starts to break. And I know Jalen Brown was like, you know, we're not scared of the Warriors. We're not scared of the Warriors. But what is he supposed to say? Like, oh, yeah, we think they're going to clap us. But he's not scared, though. I, I, I think I agree with that he's not scared. But I think mm-hmm. when you look across the floor and you and you look at your team in the locker room, you're like, okay, well, that's our franchise player. That's Jason Tatum. Andrew Wiggins has outplayed him two games in a row. Um, like, it's just like it's at some point you're like – no, it is. It seriously is. But Wiggins has guarded him extremely well. He every time Tatum gets that fadeaway, Wiggins is all over. And every I, I wanted, time. I wanted to talk about this later, but I think this is the perfect time to bring it up now. Like, so I, 
a, a lot of people, obviously, this season, this <clears throat> postseason, Andrew Wiggins has got a lot of media attention, right? Mm-hmm. So my question to you would be, do you consider him a bust? Because, like, coming into the seat, like, when he got drafted, obviously, he got traded and all that. But when he got drafted, it was, oh, my God, he's an ex-LeBron. He's a franchise player. And for a long time, a, a, a good chunk of his career, he was a negative on every aspect outside of the offensive end like he was giving you 25 to two and two if right whereas like now you know i feel like steve kerr has trusted him and andre gadala's boosted him up say what you want about draymond and his leadership like type but like i feel like it's been productive for andrew wiggins to be on the warriors in that system in that locker room with that culture to kind of put it together on both ends of the floor because coming into the draft, people thought that he could. You feel me? Like, people thought he could be a two-way guy. He wasn't really that for the beginning of his career. But now I feel like he's taking that on. So, for me, I think if – is Andrew Wiggins a bust? It depends on what you quantify a bust as. Like, what is a bust? Uh, from I think, you know, like, Anthony Bennett is a bust. <laughs> you know? Like, he that's a bust. Yeah. Is Andrew Wiggins what I what, – what he may – like, is he – a disappointment maybe in terms of what you thought he was going to be but you know he's a quality nba guy you feel me like he's a top i don't know maybe 55 top 60 maybe more than that player in the league like would not yeah probably more than that i probably like 35 around there i, I would probably. that's around where i would go for him and so like i i don't think you can ever look at a top 35 guy in the league and be like yeah he's a bust is he what we thought he would be no but like you look at a guy like Dragon Mender, you know, like he's a bust. Anthony Bennett's a bust. Like I don't know, like I, I, Sam Bowie. Y'all don't even know. Who <laughs> yeah, like would you consider? All right, I want to know if you think Wiggins is a bust, but I also want to know if you think someone else is a bust. So go for Wiggins first. Okay, so no, I I don't think you can quantify him or qualify him as a bust. Not quantify. I don't make sense. Qualify him as a bust. Um, because I, so me and Khalil were talking about this. We've watched every finals game together. He's been at the crib every time, sitting on his couch right here. We're just sitting in my office watching <laughs> a game. So, uh, and we literally talked about this last time. When I looked up the history of number one picks, and man, there are some phenomenal ones and there are some terrible ones. And I'm not saying he's a top of the top number one pick, um, but I, he's definitely the middle of the pack. Uh, and, and if you look like at his production and before Jimmy got there, the year before Jimmy got there, he did average 24 on like 46, 35, 75 splits or maybe 45, something like that. Not bad splits at all. The thing we were waiting for him to put together is you have all this athletic potential, all this wingspan, all this length, but for some reason you're not playing defense. And Ryan Rosillo and Bill Simmons talk about this a lot, how they feel like where you get drafted that can change the direction of your career when you don't have that structure or that leadership he was drafted onto a team that was already being led by a rookie who even at this point in his career, Carl Towns is very immature and not what you would call a leader. Uh, And I think when you look at Wiggins and what he's done with Golden State, the role he was willing to take on going from a point where he was the number one pick, like supposed to help a franchise get to a certain point. And then being able to say, you know what, that's fine. If I need to average 17, I'll average 17. If I need to average 16, I'll average 16. If I need to lock up your best player, I'll I'll give that my best shot. I mean, the fact that he looks like Dennis Rodman in the finals is just stupid. Um, So it's, but it's also like, he's 26. (laughs) Like he's only 26. And I'm not saying that he'll ever develop into this perennial all-star even though he started this year i get it all-star starter my boy it's but, still which a was stupid. crazy no that's stupid that's so stupid he shouldn't have made the all-star game i'm not going to go that far but do i think he can be a sprinkle in a couple all-stars in the right role with certain teams yeah he's not a number one but i think he's a really good number three on some nights and i think on other nights he can be a number two so if you want if you qualify that as a bust that's on you to me that's so and so, and so i want to I want to ask you, is he the worst? No, not the worst. Is he the is he top three worst number one overall pick in the last 10 years? So I'll read them to you because I'm looking yeah. at them right now. So we're, we're just going to go from 2010. Uh, so it's John Wall, hold obviously. On, hold on. You just. All right. So John Wall. Go ahead. I'm obviously, thinking. John Wall's better than Wiggins. <laughs> okay. Kyrie. Kyrie is obviously better than Wiggins. Anthony Davis, obviously better than Wiggins. Anthony Bennett. No. <laughs> Wiggins is obviously better, right? Andrew Wiggins. So Wiggins is Wiggins. Cat. Cat's better. better than Wiggins. Ben Simmons. 
No, he's better than Ben Simmons. So you, so that's where I was going to get to, like, because so for FanDuel, I had to rank the number one overall picks in the last ten years, and the list that I originally had was hold shout on, out on. FanDuel. Yeah, shout out FanDuel. The the list I originally had was they made me change it. So the list I originally had was AD, Cat, Anthony Edwards, Zion, Ben Simmons, DeAndre Ayton. Cade Cunningham, Andrew Wiggins, Markel Fultz, Anthony Bennett. They was like, eh, you know, because like in the game of social media, obviously peek behind the curtain, we want to bait people into to doing right. stuff, right? So like we want to make shit a little bit more controversial. So they made me change it to AD, Cat, Edwards, Zion, DeAndre Ayton, Andrew Wiggins at six, Cade at seven, Ben Simmons at eight, Fultz and Anthony Bennett. <laughs> I think that's a bit too much. I don't like Ben Timmons is still a three-time all-star, two-time all-NBA. You know, like let's 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 relax. Okay, but but this is this is the thing. Those are early year people loved Ben Simmons when he came in. Even you know, he, I'm a big I'm a Ben Simmons stand. Even though he didn't have any it show any effort at all at LSU. He just had no interest in playing basketball there. I know because I'm an SEC guy, Kentucky. Yeah, he UVA. violated them. I forgot about stand that. up. So um to me, Ben Simmons is because of the lack of development in his game. What what separates him from Draymond at his peak? We were we've talked about this before. Me, you, and Jalal have talked about whether or not you'd rather have like Draymond or even like current Draymond or Ben Simmons. I mean, Ben Simmons now because I think he's probably a better on ball defender than Draymond is at this point. Yeah, um, Draymond has went from like a really elite defender to a little bit more of a hack. Then instead of a defender, but if we're um, but if so, like if we're given Ben Timmons peak Draymond and Draymond's apparently a top 75 player of all time, like he's not that, he's not that. <laughs> is is Ben Timmons not Draymond or is Draymond not top 75? He's not top 75. Um, that's I get it when you look at the history of the game and that's what they incorporated, but there are easily people there's easily 75 people better than Draymond. Green I would take basketball. Dwight Howard over Draymond Green, like in a, I'm Dwight in a Howard heartbeat. career. Come on. Yeah, in a easy. heartbeat. Easy. All right, so cool. You you say uh, cool. Wiggins is better than Ben Simmons. That's, I'm tweeting that out on a fan duel. Next time I'm on, I'm tweeting fucking true or false. Andrew Wiggins yeah. better than Ben Simmons. Cat, um, yeah, obviously Ben Simmons. Markel Fultz, obviously. Brooklyn would trade Ben Simmons for Andrew Wiggins right now. Brooklyn would trade Ben Simmons for Andrew Wiggins. That's tough. If I was Brooklyn, would I accept a Ben Simmons for Andrew Wiggins trade? I mean, Ben Simmons is unlocked when he gets to Golden State with all that space and what he can do. I think in the right situation, you can say Ben Simmons is better than Andrew Wiggins. I think Andrew Wiggins can play in more situations. If I'm getting – like, if you can promise me I get, like, a full season out of him, I I wouldn't take it because I've seen Ben Simmons be a top 20 guy in the league. No, you haven't. Whereas I – yes, I have. Whereas I haven't haven't. seen – Yes, I have. Whereas I haven't seen Andrew Wiggins do that, you know. And so – What year was he a top 20 guy in the league? I'd have to go back and look, but probably when was he drafted? He was drafted in 2016. Uh, let's just say 2018 off the top of my head. I would say you can't find me 20 night. You can't find me 20 players better at 2018 than Ben Simmons. I'll try it right now. <laughs> I don't know that 2018 stats. Hold on. Now I got to look up Ben Simmons 2018 stats. All right, hold on. What was my son? What was my son doing in 2018? 2017, 2018 or 2018, 2019? Let's go with 28. Ah, let's go with 2018, 2019. Nah, let's go with 2019, 2020. Let's go with 2019, 2020. <laughs> yeah, is, that he, best, is that his best statistical year? Nah, he had less points, but he led the league in steals. Actually, nah, let's go 2018, 2019. 2018, 2019. I'm locking it in. That's my final answer. But how am I going to judge that? I don't know how other people average in those years. No, I got you. I bet. So all right. So you tell me when you hear somebody that Ben Simmons is better than. Okay. All right. <clears throat> James Harden. Paul in, George. In 2018, he was probably he was still nice. Paul George, no, nah, I won't give it to him. All right, Damian Lillard. No. Kevin Durant. No, that's four. Giannis. Five. Steph. Six. Joel Embiid. Seven. Russell Westbrook. <laughs> Stop. Hold on. That now was his last year at OKC. See, now you're going to make me go. I still need to see what it was. I need to see it for my, myself because right now my 
image of Russell Westbrook is just so tainted. Um, what was that? Twenty? I said 2018, 2019? Yeah. He was averaging 23, 11, and 11. All right, fine. Fine, 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 fine. All right, playing no defense and getting clapped. But, yeah, right. sure. Kyrie Irving? No. What is that, eight? Uh, yeah, probably. Jokic? Nine. Uh, Kawhi Leonard? Ten. Uh, LeBron James? Eleven. Luka Doncic? <laughs> what was Luka doing in 2018? He was 19. He was 19, averaging 21, 7, and 8, or 7 and 6. Shooting 42% from the field, 32% from three. Low key, I'm not giving that to you. I'm not I'm not saying that Luke was better than Ben Simmons' rookie year. <laughs> no. Chris Paul. Uh yeah, 12. Um, is Luca better than I mean, was Luca rookie year better than Ben Simmons right now? I mean, I haven't seen Ben Simmons play in two years. The last time you saw him play, is Luca better than that? Yes. Okay, then that's the same thing. Wait, 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 is Luca better? Simmons has is Luca better? Is Luca better now? I was thinking no, is rookie. Luka better now. Rookie mm-hmm. better. I'm not no no I'm not saying that I'm not saying that bro you're not catching me like it no sir bro. all right you got Devin, Devin Booker no no sure. 13 Chris Paul you already said that so, all right so Blake like Griffin 13. Blake Griffin stop it <laughs> no way right. on the Pistons what was Blake Griffin doing was he still on the Pistons 2018 yep 2018, 2019, he was oh, he was putting he was averaging 25 and 7. Oh shit. All right, fine. I'll give you, I'll give you like that's 14. Carl Towns. 15. Uh, uh Clay Thompson. 16. DeMar DeRozan. 17. Bradley, Bradley <laughs> Bill. 18. Uh, was he better than Trey Young at that point? I don't know what Trey Young was doing. Also his, also his rookie year. He nice. averaged 19, 19 points, eight assists, and four rebounds. And he shot 41% from the field. No. <laughs> no shot. So he was or wasn't? Was not. We're at, we're at 18. You found me 18 better, so you need two more. Hey, two more? Okay. Let me let me really think here. Hold on. I'm scrolling. But, like, it's hard, though. So, regardless. But I'm still, no, 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 no. I'm not done. I'm not done. Even if he's not top 20, top 25. Has Basket, shown Pascal Siakam. Yes. No, no. 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 I'm saying he's he's. I'm saying yes is in like that's 19. Chris Middleton. All right, that's 20. Fine. Anthony Davis. Uh, 21. Drew Holiday. <laughs> I don't know what Drew Holiday was doing in 2018. Zach Levine. Drew Holiday in 2018 was giving you 21. Boy, uh, that was, what was that his last year on the Pelicans? Nah, he was on the Pelicans one more year. Uh, I don't know, bro. Be- I'm not giving you Zach Levine, bro. I'm not giving you Zach Levine. We already top 20, so it doesn't matter. Okay. All right, top 20. One more top, names let's there. go top 25. Has Andrew Wiggins ever shown me he can be a top 25 player? Uh, probably. The year no. he averaged the year he averaged 24. Stop. Stop it. If I wanted to, I could probably go through here, say the same names you did, and we had the same spot and keep going. Actually, that year I'm talking about might be the year he averaged 24. Like the 2018, 2019. Wow, we, we should just do a whole podcast on Andrew Wiggins versus Ben Simmons' career arcs. Uh, Does Ben Simmons end his uh, Wiggins career? Averaged, Wiggins, Wiggins averaged 23, 4, and 2 um, in his third year in the league. It's not bad. Let me, t- let me tell you what Ben Simmons will never do. Average 23 average 23. Points. Yeah, okay, that's fine. <laughs> okay, but this is my problem with Simmons, and I've said it before. He's not gotten any better since he was a rookie. And I would agree with you, but like, what if he's really been working? You feel me? Like, what if he comes back and he's dead ass better? He's too depressed. <laughs> okay. But we don't know what my son is doing in his spare time. He's probably in the gym shooting up 33s. I don't care how many three. He shoots with the wrong hand. I don't <laughs> care what he shoots, brother. I don't care. He disappears in playoff games. I'm he's literally, you. you literally can't find Ben Simmons in playoff games. I'm taking a known commodity in Ben Simmons over a recency bias, Andrew Wiggins. I'm sorry. I'm is not. it recency bias, Andrew Wiggins? It is, bro. It's no, but, this it's is a the whole only season. year. This is the only year that anyone could ever get the case off that. Oh, Andrew Wiggins is better than Ben Simmons. Okay, but he's a very great. He's a very good defender, and he's a better and offensive player. Ben Simmons, player. At, when he when last time we saw Ben Simmons, he was, if not the best perimeter, one of them. Yeah, in the one league, of them. A top three. Okay, but Wiggins is him, one of Giannis, them. Him, Giannis, Kawhi was probably top three. Okay, but Wiggins is one of them. 
Now he is, but Ben Simmons is. is but we're talking the top about who we would take right now. Well, ben Simmons hasn't played in two years. Wait, if, if I got the last Ben, ben Simmons, Simmons can't played, score outside got, the five if feet. I got, if I got the last Ben Simmons that played, I would take Ben Simmons over Andrew. You're crazy. No, you I wouldn't. would. I 1,000% would. On the Lakers. You're, you would take Ben Simmons right now over Andrew Wiggins. Yes. You're a psycho. Wait, wait, wait. To, wait, you to, play, lost wait your mind. to play with the roster we have? Yes, you have lost no, your mind. No, and that's obviously. why Andrew Wiggins is better. About in a vacuum, I would no. take it. As a player, I would rather have Brother, Ben Simmons than Wig- Andrew Wiggins. Wiggins is put, better. Putting Ben Simmons in a next vacuum? to Westbrook? <laughs> in a vacuum? Wiggins, Wiggins can fit into way more situations. Simmons, for him to be the best version of himself, has to have a team completely built to play with Ben Simmons. Bro, Ben, ben Simmons is better at more aspects of the game of basketball than Andrew Wiggins is. No. Yes. No. He is. I would love to do a whole podcast on this, but we've already been going fucking 30 minutes on Ben Simmons and Andrew Wiggins. God, that's crazy. I strongly um, disagree. Uh, that's right, though. The what I found difficult in ranking this was Cade and Zion. I felt like those were the two most up in the air. Like, like I, I like Cade. I think Cade is nice. But like, so is Cade better than Wiggins? Yeah. <laughs> Based on this season, Cade is better than Wiggins. No, I think his outlook is better than Wiggins. So who's a better player right if now? If we're ranking number one picks, Wiggins is probably right now just better because he's been in the NBA longer. He's more used to that, but it, into the season, Cade was starting to put it together. And Cade is – and this is why I'll, I'll give Simmons this too. If we're saying who would you rather have lead your team, yeah, I would take Simmons and and Cade. But I'm just saying in a vacuum of they're probably not your best player because if they're your best player, you're not going to make the playoffs. Um, I'm saying if in a vacuum of who can contribute more to a winning team, I would say Wiggins just because he's so much better offensively than Simmons is. So – and I feel like I feel like Simmons is not a good half court playmaker. He's a very good he's a very good fast break playmaker. Yeah. yeah, but it, and when it comes to half court, he's sitting in the dunker spot a majority of the time, I mean, and he granted, can't do anything with it. I mean, granted, I don't think Joel Embiid was the best fit beside Ben Simmons. I would love to see him on a team where you know he is the primary guy and see what he does. That was my whole argument before when we were talking about Draymond and Ben Simmons. I would love to see Ben Simmons where he doesn't have to deal with Joel Embiid, obviously dropping forty a game in right in, right. in spots that he would be in. But listen, I think Simmons is capable of being great. I don't want to just sit here and thrash Simmons. I and I think, like I said, as a number one, I would probably take Simmons in a vacuum with a team built around him. But I'm saying when I look at today's NBA and the outlook of it, Wiggins is more, more applicable to more NBA teams. And the way that I was thinking about it is if I'm building a team, what I want Andrew Wiggins or what I want Ben Simmons. Right. I would want Ben Simmons. To lead it. To, to lead it, yes. Yeah, I agree with that. I agree with that. Okay. So <laughs> I agree with that. Fucking played ring around the Rosie to get to the same fucking place. That's the point of basketball conversation. Find Back common ground. To- I'm so glad we could do that. Back to uh, the, the the finals. So I wanted to talk about like what's been going wrong for the Celtics and like mm-hmm. what's been kind of their kryptonite. And for me, I think it's been two things in particular. Like I think these teams are both so good that you have to win like between the margins and like the smallest things like free throws and turnovers to be specific have been really fucking them up. So like the Celtics, in turnovers, they're one in seven in the playoffs when they've committed 16 or more, right? They averaged 13.8 during the regular season, which was 14th in the league, right in the middle of the pack. Like they weren't great, they weren't bad. On the other side, the Warriors averaged 14.8, which was the second most behind Houston. So they was turning that bitch over regardless. During the regular season, during the playoffs, it don't matter. They're just nice. And so during the finals, that's kind of flipped on its head. The Celtics are averaging 15.6, Warriors 13.2. Celtics have gotten sloppier with the ball. Uh, Warriors have, like, tightened up. So in game one, they had 12. They won. Game two, they had 18. They lost. Game three, 12. They won. Game four, 15. Loss. Game five, 18. Loss. And so, like, it really comes down to the turnover battle. Whoever wins the turnover battle has won the game all five games. And for the Celtics, I it's just been so difficult for them to – like Jason Tatum's having six turnover games, Jalen Brown having multiple four turnover games. Like I, that stat that came out that Jason Tatum is 95 turnovers, the most turnovers in a postseason. Like I don't hold that against him too much because 
before him, LeBron held the he was the person yeah, with the yeah, most turnovers. Yeah. Like you have the ball you have in the your ball hands. In your hands exactly. When you when you're the number one option for a team, that's gonna happen. You remember so to hold that against him, come on. But I just think that because such high level basketball is being played, like you have to win the turnover battle. And for them, that just hasn't been happening. Also, free throws, they shot, they're shooting 72.9% from the line. Uh, and I know a lot of people have been like, the refs, the refs, it's the refs. The Warriors have attempted almost six less free throws per game than the Celtics. So, like, to blame the refs is kind of a tough argument. to Like, that's a tough take to get off if you're a Celtics fan. The, the, the Celtics just haven't been converting at the line as, tip, as good as they typically would. Like, they shot 81.6% from the line. That's the second best in the league during the regular season. The Warriors were 17th, <laughs> and now the Warriors are shooting of just about the same percent from the free throw line, 78.2, and the Celtics are shooting 72.9. So, like, a significant drop-off. And going from second in the league to, I don't know, one of the worst throughout the playoffs, especially in the finals, is crazy. And so when you're not shooting well from the free throw line, you're not you're, you're turning the ball over at a higher rate. Like, you can't expect to win. So this series eerily reminds me of OKC when they played Miami, mm -hmm. um, a group that's young and upcoming, uh, young stars, uh, Durant, Tatum, whatever you want to make that. Was that LeBron's um, first chip? That was no, that was his first ring, not his first I, trip. I mean, I said chip. Yeah. Oh, chip. Yeah. Yeah. It was his first chip. Um, but he's still battle tested, had already been there and done that. Um, shown he can carry teams. D Wade had already won one. They'd already got there with that core and fell short. And they knew why they fell short and the adjustments they needed to make. They're ready to win a championship. And Golden State's been here so many times. I think at the end of the day, this comes to experience and lack thereof for Boston. Although this team in general has been through a lot, a lot of these guys have smart Horford's played in a lot of playoff games, but the finals is just a different stage. And like you said, everything is just like in between the lines, like like just the most small things can lose you series. And and I'm it's to a point, and Tatum is good enough for me to say that he's reached the point that when he's playing like this, I just assume he is hurt. Like there's something wrong with that shoulder. Um, him being short on fadeaway jumpers that are, I mean, not, my boy Wiggins locking that up, but but no, for real, him airballing fadeaway jumpers and him airballing some threes, multiple airballs. Yeah, and and don't get, and JB's handle has been loose, regardless. Like, yeah, he's always Forever. been like that, yeah. and it's crazy because he really is like an ISO guy, like ninety percent of the mm -hmm. time. Like that initial part of his bag is nice, but once he's like really playing with pressure, it's kind of tough for him. Um, not having a true point guard, and like my Boston Celtics fans have said on Twitter, friends have said on Twitter. Um, you know, like Marcus Smart probably tricked us the last the last half of the season where he looked like he looked like a real point guard because right now he doesn't. Yeah, they Marcus, really don't have much shot creation outside of JB nah, and JT. Nobody to break down the defense. Nobody to really get in there and create for somebody else. And like the most like the most effective Marcus has been on offense has been either catch and shoot threes or posting up Steph, right? Or Jordan uh, Poole posting up Jordan right. Poole. And the thing about the Warriors is, which I give them credit for, like they're not afraid to just take him out. Like, nah, like nah. they're they're not relying on him enough where it's like, all right, he's getting cooked on defense. Let's leave him in. Nah, they Steve Kerr will pull his ass, and then at that point, Marcus Smart has to go right back to being a stand in the corner catch and shoot player. Like, right. So, I, so I think that there are holes for Boston to fill. I don't think they should have even been in this series if Middleton plays. I don't think they're here. Uh, I think they lose that series in five or six if Middleton plays. Um, in all seriousness, but I I just think that. Uh, and Middleton, and I honestly would have picked the Bucks over the Warriors had, had I had the opportunity to. Because in Giannis, uh, we trust. Yeah, but just just what they can do defensively. Um, <laughs> Boston's the best defensive team in the league, supposedly. But I'm just a team that's been there. I'm taking that experience. Um, fresh off a chip, Drew checking. I prefer Drew to Marcus Smart, the defender. I don't care anybody says about DPOIs. It doesn't matter to me. Yeah, I mean, um, Middleton's just longer. He can disrupt way more shots than Marcus Smart. Yeah, middle not. Yeah, Drew Holiday is what I'm talking about, though. Yeah. Uh, oh, Middleton, you said Drew I'll take Drew to Marcus Smart, yeah. Um, Middleton's – yeah, he's a, he's an average defender. He should be better than he is, but Giannis is the best defender in the NBA. I think that the rebounding battle would have been kind of similar because the Warriors kind of lose that every night anyways, usually, besides Wiggins just losing his brains. Um, yeah, like 16, that's crazy. Yeah, but like, this, like the how small the lineups are for Golden State wouldn't play against Milwaukee because Giannis isn't Jason Tatum. 
Mm-hmm. Like when Giannis gets to that rim, it ain't no finger it's on not, the yeah. pass, brother. I'm putting it on your head. So, <laughs> <laughs> so, and then being able to play Bobby Portis to stretch that out and Brooke Lopez. Anyways, that's not the series. We're talking about just how I feel. I did want to ask you, though. Is, okay. So let's hypothetically, right? Okay. Hypothetically, you know, the Warriors, I mean, the, the Celtics, obviously, they need a playmaker, you know? Marcus Smart isn't that. If they had a playmaking guard, you know, someone that could set up Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown, if they had D'Angelo Russell, would they be better than they are now? Instead of Marcus Smart, we're replacing Marcus Smart. And that's where I was torn because I think if you add D, if you just plop D'Lo into this, right, which obviously isn't fair, but <laughs> right. like, like if you just plop D'Lo into here, I think they, they obviously are better. So take away Marcus Smart. Are they like, can they make up for what they lose in defense? And D'Lo isn't a negative defender as much as people think want to give him. Like he was decent in the Timberwolves system. He's decent though. He's just decent. He's decent in the Timberwolves system. But on the offensive end, I'd say. I can't tell you what Steph is doing to D'Lo for a seven game series. (laughs) Yeah. So, so if you replace Marcus Smart with D'Angelo Russell, is, is it, does a difference, is a difference made? Nah, because what you lose defensively, which is kind of their calling card, I think it's too much. Um, the, the shooting that D'Lo offers and the shot creation, even though he's still not really great around the rim either, even yeah. at this point in his career. Um, the one guy I hope Boston looks at, even if he comes off the bench, even though I think he's still good enough to start, because last time he played and he was healthy, he was still good. I think if John Wall is a free agent, why would you not? Because he's still, he's still a good playmaker. He's you know what they need? The- they need Russell Westbrook, bro. Anyways, he was one of the best <laughs> passers in the league. I think John Wall is capable of shooting the three ball better than a lot of people give him credit for. <laughs> he, I, yeah. think he can, I think he can shoot at a similar level to Marcus Smart. Um, I think he's a bigger offensive threat than Marcus Smart, and he was a really good defender at one point in his life. Probably not anymore, but at least he can work and play make and get to the rim and, and get in between the lanes. Uh, I, I would love to see John Wall in Boston to see what that looks like. But anyways, that's just a random take. I, I, D'Lo, they're probably get beat by – they probably lose to Miami. Yeah. Yeah, I can yeah. see that. I can see that. Um, so we already we already went over the Wiggins and Bust thing. Do you so you think they lose in six? No, nah, I think they I think they'll probably get the next game. You think it's a seven game series? They're, they're a resilient team. I picked Golden State in seven. Um, and I, I'm gonna stick to that. I do think they're more resilient than uh they're super resilient. I mean, they just yeah. lost their first back to back game in the playoffs. Um, I feel like they got some pride that they have to take with them and, and go play. I mean, they did a great job on Steph, but it is disheartening when you shoot more free throws, <laughs> have more rebounds, hold Steph to that number, and, and you still lose. And you still lose, man, by like like a like a deciding number. Like the game yeah. was over for a little bit. Um, and that's w- such a credit to Golden State and the rest of that team who we all felt like Steph was carrying, and then they all got to flourish for for a minute because they were face guarding Steph from forty feet away to start the game. And so that brings me to so like this the finals MVP is steps, right? Like let, there, there's people trying to make the Wiggins debate, people trying to make the it's a the, it's a debate for Wiggins if he has another good game and Steph has a, has a has another crapper like he just had. It's a debate. But I I just don't see a way that he doesn't get it. <laughs> I'm sorry. No, he should get it. No, he should yeah, get it. Yeah, He's easily the most valuable part of that team. I'm just saying that like if like there's like a possibility that Wiggins could get it. I don't I, I guarantee you he gets votes. I want to ask you the Steph versus LeBron thing, like legacy wise. It's not a question, right? No, it's not. All right, cool. Glad we're on the same page. You know, LeBron got four MVPs. Steph but this this two. this ring clearly puts Steph in the top ten, though. I agree. I agree. But I, I also think it, it lets people get the narrative that you know, like, oh, you know, Steph is up there with Brown, where it's just not the case. You know, like, yeah, no, that's not the case. Steph won the chip when uh, LeBron was playing without K Love and Kyrie. He then blew a three-one lead, and then KD came in. He was the second best player on the team. So, like, LeBron's yeah. LeBron's never not been the best player on his team. Whereas, yeah. like, I can't say the same for Steph. Wiggins is eighteen nine and two, but he's guarding Tatum. So like that goes into consideration. That's not, averaging like 30 and shooting like 40 something percent from three. Yeah. <laughs> so like uh it would be it'd have to be another abysmal game from Steph for Wiggins really getting the conversation. But I guarantee you there's some writer out there who's like, Oh, I'm gonna be really cool and vote for Wiggins. Well, Wiggins is is their second leading scorer. He averages 18.4, but Steph is averaging 30.6, shooting 41.7 percent from three. 
46 percent from the field like that's kind of crazy and that's after and that's after a game after that he the shitter like, exactly. like, like seven for 24 exactly so. like that's insane all right so cool i feel like we've like officially covered the finals uh we we both have the warriors winning um i think the Celtics will be back i think they're a good team i think you know but will think, they though i think they will i think they will it's so hard to say it's because tough in the east we we've made that Gosh, I hate to say this because I, I bring it up sometimes and he gets brought up on this pot a lot. But like LeBron made us think getting to the finals is easy. That's true. What was he and, in eight straight? Some crazy yeah. shit like that. People are like, oh, the Warriors, six finals in eight years. Well, yeah. Yeah, well, LeBron went to eight straight in a row. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so that's your oh, dynasty. Um, but one think, man. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to give him just LeBron, but his teams were eight straight. Um Getting there is so hard, man. They got to play Milwaukee, whatever Brooklyn decides to do. The Heat never go away. They've still got to keep that team together. Horford doesn't have that much left in him. Um, They've got guys that they'll have to pay eventually. Actually, I think they've already paid Jalen and Jason and Marcus. Uh, I think Marcus signed his extension like two years ago when he dropped that song. So I think he'll probably be be up in free agencies relatively Uh soon. And they've got to figure out a playmaker. And I I think until they do that, they may be in trouble. And I think that they're – Eastern Conference teams will have room to get better. So, I think the Bulls have room to get get, get better. I think they do, too. They're in the rumor mill that we're going to talk about, so perfect little segue. Um, yeah, I think right that's what we think about the finals, man. We both got the, the Warriors winning. Uh, it's been a good series so far, and can't wait to watch the next one or two games. Um, so, kind of shifting on over to the rumor side of the NBA offseason stuff, teams that are no longer playing basketball. Um, so, I'm going to just kind of drop some rumors, give our thoughts on it. Let's get it. So, first of all, we got to start We got to start at home. You feel me? The Lakers hired Darvin Ham. Uh, what do you think of the hire, bro? Because we haven't talked since since his little press conference. So, um, It's hard to say what I think of the hire just because he doesn't have any head coaching experience, but he seems respected around the league. Um, mm-hmm. I like that. Um, but – First-time head coaches don't have a good history with LeBron. Mm-hmm. Um, Ty Lue kind of is the only one who's, like, succeeded at that. Um, David Blatt. Yeah, a lot of head coaches don't have a lot of good history with LeBron. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think if they struggle, that that leash is short. Um, so, I like the hire. Um, he seems to believe Westbrook can still contribute, which is a – Warning sign to me, a little, a little bit of a red flag. And now, <laughs> now, now we kick in. So the Lakers are reportedly not willing to attach a first to get Russ the fuck up out of here. I'm pretty mad about that. Like, cause, cause you know, like if LeBron was in his 14th year, then, and we had some time, sure. We're already, the clock is ticking, you know, like yeah. he's in year 20. He's already made it very clear that He's going wherever the fuck Bronny goes. And yeah. Bronny's, Bronny's getting drafted in, what, two years? So, like, the clock is ticking here. Um, and, like, we're, we're not going to contend with just AD. Like, uh, like as much as that, whoever uh, – maybe we get another star, but just looking at what we've got now, take LeBron out of this, it's looking slow. So, for us to not attach another first to get Russ, like, we're tanking another season, in my opinion. Like, we're not – like, sure, maybe Darvin Ham put – like, our roster construction was dog shit last year. Maybe Darvin Ham and Rob Palenka put together a better roster. Let's say they do. The ceiling on this team will forever be capped as long as Russ is here next to LeBron and AD. I truly believe that, bro. Like, can we make the playoffs? Sure. Are we a, a, a first – can we get out the first? Sure. Are we an NBA Finals winning caliber team with Russell Westbrook? We're not, bro. We're not. We're not. Because we he's there's a playbook, a blueprint on how to take him out of a game. He's a waste. Like we're Lakers like, did it. That's what I'm saying. Against the Rockets. We hold him. And then we went and said, you know what? Yeah, let's sign him. Like we're 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 giving all this money to this superstar, our big three, when he's getting played off the court in games that matter, bro. So the ceiling is capped. We're tanking a season. Bro, get that first round pick the fuck up out of here. Get us another championship. Sure, we're not going to be drafted for the next five years, but I don't give a fuck if we got 19, 18 chips. Like, that's frankly how I feel. Um, No, I mean, I agree. I think the dream scenario is that Levine tells Chicago, like, hey, I just don't want to be there. Like, I want to be in L.A. and we work a sign and trade with Westbrook, like, 
Hey, at least you get Westbrook. But like, I, just I don't, don't think see it that's happening. the case. Bro. But I do think I do think that there's like some real momentum behind Levine in Los Angeles. Um, I do think they have to sign re-sign Malik Monk. Uh, I don't know if he's gonna command way more. All we have is like the taxpayer MLE. Like he's gonna give bread. Yeah, but there's cap space is a is a myth. Yeah, it's a myth. There's ways to work around everything. Yeah, I hope he wants myth. to be back. Is what I I hope he, he says he does. He said he did. I pray he does. Um. But yeah, I mean, I would, I would love to have Malik back. Still I got just, Kendrick Nunn, you know. Still got Kendrick Nunn. Whatever. <laughs> I don't even know how to feel about that because he didn't play. Not one second. Literally didn't play a second. Not, of, not a, not he a played in the preseason. Didn't yeah. play a second of regular season. No. So, um, God, that's weird that he didn't play one, like one second. We, that's he insane. Ben Simmons does. That's insane. <laughs> so I don't know. I, I don't know how to feel about the Lakers, and I won't have an opinion until I see what they're going to do with Westbrook. So, I respect that. Yeah, I it, just. But yeah, I absolutely attach it first, and uh, I'm done with this th. I was done with it last year. I'm done with this tht hype. Uh, us not trading him for Kyle Lowry is the, <laughs> kills me every time. Shut up! You're but, a tht guy. You love tht. I, I love tht, but bro, I said trade him for Kyle Lowry. Don't try yeah. and play me. They should uh, have. Yeah, they should have. Next up in the, in the little rumor space we got going on here, Zach Levine. My guy is segueing without even knowing what's next. Zach Levine. So he's expected to resign with the Bulls via Bleacher Report uh, somewhere around five years, 200 million. Blazers, Spurs, Hawks, and Lakers have all been linked to him. Uh, it was reported that he wants to be the number one option in an offense. He's obviously not that in Chicago because uh, DeMar DeRozan is that. But I think he's that, like, he has a better chance of being that in Chicago than he does in Atlanta. Not happening with Trey Young. Not happening in not happening in Portland. Dame's not Dame's not going for that. Uh, and it's definitely not happening over here. <laughs> so okay, but I think he could be the leading scorer for the Lakers. I think he could be too. Uh, it, it, he'd obviously be the number one option on the Spurs. But like, does he want to go to San Antonio, a team that has, you know, they're not a championship team. Him, DeJounte, <laughs> Keldon Johnson, Jakob Pertl. I love Keldon Johnson, by the way. But I love DeJounte Murray, too. I know you love DeJounte Murray. I, I've come around with DeJounte Murray, too. I think he's pretty nice. Um, But, but yeah, like, his best chance to be the number one player in the all. Like, he can average the most points on our team, for sure. But, like, the hoops that you have to go through to get him here is is, like, way more than you have to jump through to for him to just re-sign with the Bulls, sign with the Blazers or the Spurs or the Hawks. Like, I just don't – I think he ends up back on the Bulls, bro. Like, they have the best chance of winning and – like, he has the best chance of winning there and getting his shit off, stats-wise. Stats They're going to win. They've got to get rid of Vuk. I don't think and, he fits with those two. Yo, you're – bro, you're on fucking fire today because the next thing is that the Bulls are linked to Rudy Gobert. They're going to think this is made up. They're going to think it's made up. I promise you don't know what's happening. So the next rumor is like the Bulls being linked to Rudy Gobert. Rudy Gobert is in every trade talk. He's linked yeah. to a whole lot of different places because the Jazz are obviously at a crossroads. Got their coach up out of here. Relationship between Donovan and Rudy has probably never been good, but now it's even worse. And so they feel like they got to make a, a choice, Donovan or Rudy. Um, Bro, was, if, I'm, if, I'm, if I'm Utah, I'm calling Toronto. For who? They, because they've been waving pieces forever. Like they've been like, hey, I will give you this guy. Like, they, like mm-hmm. Van Vliet's been in talks. Siakam has been in talks forever. OG's not happy. So if you can say, hey, we'll give you Rudy. Give us Rudy and whatever and give us OG and, and you get a Siakam out of it. At least you're in a different situation. You can try to make Donovan Mitchell a little happier. Yeah. Or I've wondered if Golden State tries to revamp and they're like, hey, but we could, we could use a real rim protector because we were – very small in the playoffs, and chances mm-hmm. are, like, this isn't going to happen again. You know, what's the chance you say, hey, I, how you feel about, like, Moses Moody and Draymond Green? Like, what if we're ready to move off of Draymond? Like, we'll give you Moses Moody, Draymond, maybe Kaminga. Like, go ahead and make our run and, and say screw it to the future. But they've been so resilient or so persistent about, like, oh, we want to be good after Steph, too. And Kaminga's yeah. a great piece for that. And that Jordan Poole's not tradable at this point to me. No. Like, I wouldn't do it. Um I'd love to see how they feel about Clay, but he's such a big part of the culture, and so is Draymond, and those contracts are trashed right now for them. Mm-hmm. Um, it just depends on what direction Utah decides to go, honestly. Um, and so, so I was looking at, like, what the reported trade was. So, like, the Bulls would be unwilling to include Patrick Williams in any deals. So the trade piece, goofy. it would be – yeah, which is crazy. It would be Nikola Vucevic, uh, Kobe White, the number 18th pick in this year's draft, 
and Portland's 2023 first rounder for Rudy Gobert and maybe someone else to make the salaries match. But that would be the like meat of the trade. So if, if I'm like, you're the Utah GM and I come to you and I say, yo, I'll give you Vooch, Kobe White, 18 and a tw- and Portland's 2023 next year for Rudy. You say yes. Um, I'm going to tell you to hold on a second and I'm going to go to my other line. I'm going to call Donovan Mitchell and say, Hey, does this make you happy? <laughs> does this make you happy? Does, does, and for him, like, I think if I'm going to be in Utah, like I want to be in Utah to win. Right. I'm not living in Utah. If we're not a championship caliber team, when I can force my way to New York, <laughs> you feel me? And oh, lose. Knicks would love it. And I, I can force my way to New York and lose in a, a good state, <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> like no one wants to live in Utah. The force my force my way to I don't know Miami like something like a better some a better living condition state you right. and so I don't know if that gets the job done like Kobe White Nikola Vucevic your defense is gonna be pretty dog shit <laughs> you know like like without Rudy you're not you're not playing no defense Kobe White is not really getting shit done the number eighteen pick people say this is a deep draft I haven't done like scouting or anything so let's say you get Super a, deep. so let's say you get a a uh, um, perennial starter, NBA starter, you know, like not to put a name on it, but a guy that starts for most of his career. And then Portland's 2023. The Blazers are pretty bad, but assuming they get Dame back. Hey, bro, speaking of this draft, I'm, I'm going to do it because I'm going to lose my spot in my brain. Do it. I need one more spot in my dynasty league. I'd love for you to come play. In your what league? Your but dynasty the, the, basketball the, league? Yeah, I need one more spot. Just one spot. You can do it, bro. That's I'm already in two dynasty football leagues. But basketball is a completely different season, bro. Dynasty basketball is is the team already drafted? No, we're gonna we're gonna do the. But when it's not a, it's not a it's not a gamble. It's not a it's not it's just draft order. It's not an auction. Yeah, it's no auction. All right, you got me. I'll do Bet. it if it's as long as it's not an auction. I'll do it. Bet because the auctions are far too much mental gymnastics for me to do that shit. It's so fun though. If if you really lock into auctions, they're so fun. Anyways, so Damian Lillard, go ahead. Dame Dame is uh they're gonna make the playoffs, right? So or if not make the playoffs, be a top ten seed. That it's not like Portland's twenty twenty three pick, barring catastrophe, is gonna be top five. So like you're trading the eighteen, maybe a top fifteen pick, Kobe White and Nicole Vucevic for Gobert. I don't know if I do that. Like I don't think that's enough. For me, I'm not the biggest Patrick Williams guy, but a lot of people seem to love him. So. If they throw that in, maybe because if his trade value around the league is like that, then fuck it, I'll take Patrick Williams. But I like Patrick Williams. I just don't. I haven't seen him play a lot because he didn't get to play a lot last year. Yeah. Um. But there, there's talks around what he's developed into offensively, and he was already a really good defender. Um, does Does Rudy Gobert on the Bulls make them a top three team in the East? No. Top five. They're already top five, right? They They finished what the, the six seed this year, or something like that. I'll, I'll pull up the, the 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 standings. Hold on, and just assume that just assuming that every team in the East stays the same, right? And the Bulls add Rudy Gobert and whatever. So their big three is obviously Zach Levine, Demar Derozan, Rudy Gobert. They have Ayo Dusunmu, Ayo Dusunmu, blah blah blah. And so the Raptors are they better than the Raptors? Uh, yeah. Okay. Are they better than the Sixers? No. Are they better than the Bucks? Absolutely not. The Celtics. No. The Heat. No. The Nets. No. If they're if Ben Simmons is playing, like they got full their full roster. Mm-hmm. No. All right. So that puts them right back where they they were the sixth seed this year. That that's a lateral move for them. Who was below <laughs> who who else was below them? It was they were the sixth seed. The Nets were below them. The Hawks were below them. The Cavs were below them. The Hornets. There's and no then, guarantee there. There's no guarantee they're better than the Hawks. I mean, listen, and also Lame- the Hornets have room. I'm about to say, Lamelo go crazy. They get they get busy. The if Knicks, Aiden, if they get Aiden, I like Charlotte not as like a contender, but I like them as a playoff team. It's like, do the Bulls give up assets for a lateral move, like a, a a move that doesn't guarantee that they really move up in the East? But does it guarantee you keep Zach Levine? I At guess. some point, it's about keeping stars and not mm-hmm. being irrelevant. Because at the end of the day, it's still a business. And so, like, Gobert's in play for other teams, too. Like, the Hawks are also in play for Rudy Gobert. The deal, the reported deal would be Capella, John Collins, Kevin Huerta, and the number 16. Pick. I'm not trading all that for him. But if I'm the, if I'm the Jazz. That's lateral. If I'm the Jazz and I see Capella, Collins, Huerta, and 16 compared to 
Vooch, Kobe White, 18, and next year's 23, I'm taking the Hawks. Easy. I'm taking John Collins, Kevin Hoyer, Capella, and Gobert, obviously, are very, like, they're different tier, but, like, they can in some way do the same stuff. Right. Like, not to the same level, but Capella you can went utilize them. Year. Yeah, you can utilize them in similar ways. And then you get John Collins to put next nice. to – John Collins and Kevin Huerta to put next to to Donovan Mitchell is tough, and then number this number sixteenth pick. If you was go, if you was happy with eighteen, you could happy with sixteen. Yeah, you could be you could be very happy with sixteen. <laughs> exactly. Like if if that if I'm the Jazz, I would much rather take that. Yeah. Um, if I'm the Hawks, you really are gutting your roster to get Rudy Gobert though. Yeah, I just don't know if that and, and they've done so good at building a young core and. Um, deep talent. I really disagreed with them trading Cam Reddish. Um, They'd have Trey Young, DeAndre Hunter, because they're about to sign him to. DeAndre Hunter just took a really good step in the like like leading up to these games in the playoffs. He played really well, man. So Trey Young, DeAndre Hunter, Gal- Gallinari. <laughs> um, yeah, those, those are kind of the pieces that I think are expendable. I think that they could probably throw them in trades as the contenders to get something else too. They had they had Bojan, Bogdan. They had Bogdan. Yeah. Bogdan and and Rudy like is that really pushing the needle for you no I feel like that's I feel like that's lateral if not getting worse because that puts even more pressure on Trey even though John Collins isn't a ball handler where he can score and so and instead of trading like I would rather just go for DeAndre Ayton that's what that's what I'm saying if we're going to go get somebody go get Ayton if you want to say hey we're just going to go ahead and trade Collins and Capella for Ayton at least he fits the timeline and is a little bit more of a threat offensively and has shown the potential to be good defensively like what are we going to like? You're not dumping the ball to Capella. What are you going to start dumping no. the ball to Gobert? <laughs> I don't know what what do the Suns do at center when they let Aiden go? Because they not he not they get Capella. But isn't well, uh, they'd have to like a signing trade? Yeah. yeah well, Capella's not Capella's not off the books. Yeah. Yeah, but they yeah, have to be a signing trade. Damn Suns. Eh. Yeah, I mean, Chris Paul's still running pick and rolls with Clint Capella, so that's <laughs> what it is. He's running a hell of pick and rolls with yeah, John Collins. Exactly. So, all right, boom. And so the, the last thing to kind of touch on for me is, so Ja and Zion are both expected to sign max contract extensions. Ja, 186 mil. Zion, 182 mil. I think it's well worth it for Ja. I think the Grizzlies got to do everything in their power to keep that man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Single-handedly turn their franchise around. Mm-hmm. They were a couple of games away from the Western Conference Finals. You know, like they're, they're making progress. Um, whereas for Zion... Is he wor- is he a max player? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think he is too. Yeah. Let me let me tell you something. If Zion plays next year and is fully healthy, like can actually get through a season, there's a chance. I think Pelicans have a couple things they need to do. They've done a great job building a really good team out there. Valentunas was perfect for Zion. The way he shot the ball this year was stupid. Um, Ingram is just, I think, I think a star. And you can say what you want about Brandon Ingram. He's better I love than Jalen Brown. Brandon, Ingram. Brandon Ingram's better than Jalen Brown. Yes, he is. And I'll tell you right now, Brandon. Damn Ingram, right. I'll tell you right now, Brandon Ingram is closer to Jason Tatum than Jalen Brown is to Brandon Ingram. That's that's how much better I think Brandon Ingram is than Jalen Brown. Yeah, I like when we agree on things. But anyways, um, CJ McCollum's a perfect fit with them. The offense, he knows how to run a pick and roll. He was always a really good point guard whenever Dame stepped My away. Herb Jones. Herb, Herb Jones, Jones is phenomenal. I have a thing for Herb Jones, bro. Right? I might just kiss him. I'm playing. <laughs> no, but listen. I, I Jose think that, Alvarado. I, the Alvarado showed to be an effective NBA player, bro. So I'm I'm telling you, if they can, if, if Zion is healthy, there's a real shot that they're a top three seed in the West. How oh, damn. <laughs> That's top three is tough. All right. Is I, it though? Because Zion was 28 a game, bro. I know. Zion's generational. He, he he's he's generational talent, bro. Like 60% and, from the field, 28 a game. So him him having to sit out this season, I really feel like took him out of that conversation like top young stars. Like you can't really get takes off that, like, you know, right. Zion is up there. But I, I'm curious, like when it comes to Luca Tatum Zion, how do you rank them? Because uh, I go Luca's ah, it's crazy to say Luca Zion Tatum. No, Zion's but, a terrible defender, so I'm still Luka Tatum Zion. Luka Tatum. But, like, is is Zion in – so, like, I don't think John Morant is in the same tier as Luka and Tatum. So, is Zion closer to the John Morant tier or closer to the Tatum-Luka tier? The John Morant tier right now. But, I mean, so he played 61 games in 2021. He averaged seven points – I mean, 27 points, seven rebounds, and four assists. On, and, and most of that coming in the paint, <laughs> playing uh, point yeah. Zion. <laughs> His effective field goal percentage was 61%. Uh, 
absolutely nuts. Um, he shot 29% from three, can be approved upon. If he shoots 32% from three, it's stupid. Um, he shot 61% from the field. Which is absolutely insane. Stupid. <laughs> so if he's healthy, I think he's a, I think he's a tier above Ja. Okay. I don't think Ja can ever be Luca's level. I, I would I would agree. Yeah, I would agree. And I would I take agree. that Pelicans team if Zion's playing to the Grizzlies. It's Trey Young. You take the Pelicans team. I so would I. It's Trey Young in the Trey Young's in the Ja tier. Or is he in the Luca Tatum tier for you? There's I think there's got to be a tier in between those because I think that's where Trey would fall. Okay. I think Trey's good enough to be in the Luca Tatum tier. Mm-hmm. I think he's a, I think he's a step above Ja. I don't know who else I would put in that. That you know how you know how I feel about Trey. Trey Young, yeah, obviously. And so yeah, that's I love. It. See, this is great. Always good basketball talking. I got my boy on. So um, yeah, hope y'all enjoyed this episode. We're gonna go ahead and, and dive on up out of here. Uh, we've got into ten thousand tangents. We were supposed to talk about the finals and rumors. We ended up talking about Andrew Wiggins and Ben Simmons. You yes, sir. <laughs> but um, yeah, Justin, tell the people they can find you, bro. Um, as always, Twitter, Instagram, whenever you want to find me at Justice Reed 2, R E I D, when you spell Reed 2, as in the number two dose. So mm-hmm. make sure you subscribe to the pod. Make sure you follow my boy. Find the pod at Running Up Pod on Twitter. Um, subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify. Leave the five star ratings and reviews. Follow me on Twitter at Najee Adams underscore. I hope y'all have a litty day, a litty night, a litty life. And just like we do on every episode of this podcast, make sure y'all go run it up. Thanks for tuning into this episode of the Run It Up podcast. If you want to keep up and see what Najee is up to, follow him on Twitter at Najee Adams underscore. Hit him with some questions or topics that you want to hear in the next episode of the Run It Up podcast.